1877, the earth moved with the power of a footballing giant. And the world was introduced to the beautiful game. People might yet win it here for Wolves. Blasting the shot. What a goal! Bully's the hero again. And a podcast is following the giant in its bid for glory at the top of what it created all those years ago. This is the 77 Club. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In 1877, the earth moved with the power of a footballing giant. And the world was introduced to the beautiful game. People might yet win it here for Wolves. Blasting the shot. What a goal! Bully's the hero again. And a podcast is following the giant in its bid for glory. At the top of what it created all those years ago. This is the 77 Club. Hello and welcome to episode 141 of the 77 Club. Harry, start with the socials. The Wolf 77 Club on Facebook and Instagram, at 77 Club Podcast on Twitter, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, per subscribe, YouTube. YouTube, 300 subscribers. Thank you. Huge. Ooh. Is that close to Joe Rogan? Not far off. Not far off. Excellent. Uh, Dan Bayliss is here. Hello, Wolves fans. And Jack Williams. Hello, everybody. And we'll start with Premier League action. Harry, nil-nil against Leicester. I think Sky have put it as their main event ever since that 4-3, and it's been something like nil-nil, 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 one-nil, nil-nil. So they need to stop picking that game, don't they? They do, but uh, I'll take it. Before the game, I'd have took a draw. I'm happy with the draw. We could have nicked it. I'm thinking of Neves' chance early on, Traore's when they blocked it, and obviously the big one, Fabio Silva's, which was a good save, but he probably should have scored it. But we played well. We were... We had the, the news of Bolly being out, which I was worried about. Johnny coming in was great news, although he did go off at half-time. And I'm, I'm really happy with the result and the performance. A bit more positivity. Hopefully, we can be a bit more consistent now with these sort of performances. But still, I do want to see us improve in front of goal. Bayliss, like Harry said there, no Bolly. But does no Bolly outweigh a Johnny? <laughs> I, don't think it, I don't think it does, but I... Watching Johnny come back into the team, it was. We well, need a Willie if you're going to have a Johnny. It was remarkable. <laughs> it was. It, you're very right, and I think the combination of a Willie with a Johnny is just exemplary. Kids, it's what you got to do. Um, that sounded wrong. <laughs> Jesus, I'm going to jail. Uh, <laughs> no, I thought Johnny coming back was absolutely brilliant. Like uh, a, a breath of fresh air. Absolutely outstanding. Shame he only managed a half, but it sounds like that was um, preemptive and Nuno meant that, which is good. He hasn't got another niggle. I just thought he was great. We just looked really safe on that side of the pitch. You know, he's a scrapper. He gets stuck in. He doesn't make sure... If, if it does get loose, he makes sure he tidies up or gets out of play or out of the way. It's exactly what we need on the defensive sides. 
Um, stark contrast to what happened on the other side of the pitch. So, you know, take the positive. <laughs> just, just, <laughs> off. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, no, Daniel Pedence, Jack. Um, he's my favourite player. Big loss, I think, to the side. Yeah, well, apparently he's got an uh, injury. He's going to be out five or six weeks, which was a bit of a shock. So there's two, two more injuries thrown at us. He must be really frustrated because he's only just come back. I said he didn't look right last week on this podcast. I said he didn't look right. I didn't think since he came back. Um, and now he's gone and got another injury. So that's a blow to him. It's a blow to the team. I can echo the sentiments of Johnny. He's just so composed. and He just makes us look so much more calm and balanced. And even though he'd been out for so long, he didn't look out of place in the slightest. Granted, they took him off at half time. I was shocked to see him in the starting lineup uh, originally. I didn't think he'd be pushed straight back in like that. But... Nuno keeps his cards close to his chest, but overall, I know it's a nil-nil draw, but it was—I thought it was an interesting game to watch. Um, there were there were key moments for both teams. Both would have probably gone, gone away thinking they could have won it, particularly in the last ten minutes. Uh, we had that, well, however long it was, we had the Fabio Silva chance, and then we had the hearts in mouse moment when Vardy got that header away. But it was a composed, solid performance against a, a very good team. So I'm overall, I'm happy and I just hope we can build on it still. That's two results now back to back and hopefully we can go on a bit of runner form. I think that's what you have to call it, Jack. It is a building block because we looked so much better. We, we actually created genuine chances. I thought Traore looked a hell of a lot better up against a very good defensive um, left back. I, I think he, he came into his own. He actually wanted to play this week, which was great. Neto looked very good again in the runs that he made. Just couldn't quite get that bit of luck to score. Silver, I think he got a bit of stick online, but it's a better save than actually anyone's given Schmeichel credit for. He came out quick and got big and got a toe on it. Um, The lad should have gone the other corner or dinked it, but so what? Um, Natinho should have scored, really. He should have hit the target from where he had it. It was a lot easier chance than than the Arsenal goal. But it was just one of those, you know, we, we weren't perfect, but it's a hell of a lot better. And that's why we're being a lot more positive. Yeah, I think when Fabio Silva had his chance, my jaw hit the floor because I don't think anyone watching it at the time realised the keeper had saved it. No, I, I thought I he didn't. put it wide I didn't and I was like, oh my God. And But it was, a yeah, he should have scored. Let's, let's not butcher it up. He should have scored, but it wasn't quite as bad a miss as I initially thought it was on first viewing. Why do you think he did come on, Harry? Um, I don't know. Obviously, Nuno's trying something new, giving him a chance. He's gone under the radar, but hasn't he, Fabio, since William Jose's come in? So he probably thought, let's give him another chance. And he did get his big chance. And I agree. At first thoughts, I was like, wow, that's a bad one. But you'd see it back in slow motion. It's a good save. But like Bailey said, could he have dinked it? Maybe. But he's always going to get a lot of criticism, Fabio, because we, we know the price tag and that. And it's just in everyone's head now. Uh, he's struggling to score and... I feel a bit sorry for him, but at the time I was screaming at the screen saying, you've got to score that, mate. So I don't know. It was really harsh, but, uh, the criticism he got. I was shocked to see him come on so early, to be fair, because it was about 60 minutes, wasn't it, really? Granted, mm. William Jose didn't really get in the game as much as I think he has previously. He was a bit of a passenger, but still I was thought it was a bit early to bring on Fabio Silva. Um, so, But yeah, I don't know. It's just interesting how we got down the wing so much which is exactly what we were talking about a couple of weeks ago, what we wanted to see, you know, a little lofted ball into the penalty spot for him to come and head. And it never really materialised. I don't know whether that's bad positioning by him or... It wasn't final ball, because I thought the final balls were actually pretty good. Traore should have slotted him. And again, that was a very good block by... Um... Oh, it's the same lad, wasn't it? The the left back. Justin. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, good player. 
good players. Hey, Harry, it was, it was the first time in quite a long time that we were seeing opposition players taking yellow cards when they were up against Traore. They were literally, the only way they could stop them was to foul him. And a lot of it was cynical and I just thought it's just so poor that you only get a free kick from what is potentially going to be a goal-scoring opportunity, even though technically it isn't. Yeah, well, it was good to see Traore back to the way he can be and obviously getting people booked all the time because that's the only way you can stop him. Um, I thought him and Samedo struggled a bit combining down the right. That's the only negative. But the way he got in that position for the... Neto's run, by the way, was unbelievable down that left and he took on a load of players, put it in. And it was just weird to see Traore on the penalty spot in the middle of the box on his own. Great position for him to get in because, as we know, he don't really get in great positions to score. But good block, as we mentioned. And great from Traore, yeah. Getting all them players booked again. That's uh, Traore at his best. Harry, I thought Traore actually had one of the best games he's had for a while in a wolf shirt but sadly his his double act with Semedo is one of the worst pairings since Fred and Rose West it is <laughs> unbelievable how they don't get each other they just don't unfortunately do they I think Fred and Rose West got each other and they understood each other <laughs> yeah, they were definitely on the same wave they, yeah, yeah, they were, yeah. If, if anything it's, it's the opposite example. of Fred and Rose West <laughs> it's like Fred West and John West it's more can, like can of tuna and a knife. <laughs> yeah. Although that that works. Um, yeah, that was. I, we need I, would, I, I would talk. I would, I'll talk about Semedo because it's so divisive now, isn't it? And Harry, I think you mentioned it before. Is that you have half of the fans saying he's brilliant, he's improving week on week, can't put a foot wrong, and you have got the other half saying that he's not fit enough to lace Jackie McNamara's boots or something you know he's, he's not yeah. very high regarded there's nobody really in the middle ground it, yeah it's weird because after the game that was the main narrative that come out of it apart from the Fabio Silva chance it was half the fans crying about how bad Samedo was and half of them sticking up for him and I agree um, I lean more to sticking up for him obviously Bayliss is uh, has been a heavy critic from the from the beginning so yeah Dan what what, what would you wait, go towards <laughs> to be honest I've, I've come in personal criticism this week on how I give him a hard time but I'm open to praise him when he does good things but there's so few and in between and the bad things are so regular that I can only comment on what I see and unfortunately he did have a stinker luckily he didn't get completely caught out there wasn't a goal from it I think he actually got forward a little bit better he, he got hold of the ball a couple of times went on a run and, and did make a couple of decent passes so overall I can't moan about him too much but there were a few things where you think Jesus mate that's bad uh, we we commented in our WhatsApp group didn't we what was the one thing he booted one at Dendonka from about three yards <laughs> yeah. um, and then he what did he do oh he went to play a what? ball over the top a little dink and put it three quarters away at the south bank um there was another one. Weird. It just shows how divisive it is. The one, yeah. the one that you're thinking of is the one where he tried to play Terori in and just booted it straight <laughs> out of play, along the line, straight out of play, which was funny but poor at the same time. But that's how just it just splits opinion so much because what you just said then, Dan, is you liked him going forward but not defensively, and which makes a difference the, the other way around. Yeah, I no, just... I, I was no, but I, I, I think he. Let's be honest, he kept Harvey Barnes. He's been one of the form players in the league this season, mm-hmm. relatively quiet. But going forward, I agree. He didn't link up with Traore well. He's when he's like played into positions in the corner. I don't think he's strong enough, and they win the ball back too easily. These sort of things. But defensively, I don't think he was too bad. The issues we've got are probably more going forward and more the there doesn't seem to be any natural connection between him and Traore, which is probably in also in his defence, Traore is probably a difficult player to build that sort of relationship with because he he 
he keeps the ball too much, doesn't he? He's Selfish. not give and go, is he, Traore? But so say again. He's not a give and go player, is he? Yeah. No, yeah. So it's it's difficult, but again, I think I think I've said this before, but obviously Dan overreacts a little bit and thinks he's the worst player ever. What? Some people think on Twitter he's the best player ever, and the majority of Wolves fans are somewhere in between. He has he. I agree, he can look like one of these players who can be play really well for 90% of the game, then have a mistake in him, which is a bit of a worry. But I don't think he's uh, all his criticism, particularly at the weekend. He's, he's just... Harry, I know that w- with Semedo, you, you're a little bit more favourable towards him, probably like the majority of Wolves fans. But if I gave you a fully fit Johnny, fully fit Marcel and fully fit Semedo, who plays right wing back? Well, yeah, Samedo, but I, I can see why you're asking that because Johnny could probably eventually switch over to there if uh, Frosty Legs Marcel could stay fit, but it doesn't look like he will. So <laughs> the thing is, that is the big concern. Samedo and Traore don't combine, but Doherty didn't combine too well with Traore. He'd usually have someone else in front of him, whereas Johnny has always had a really good relationship with like Jota when he was there and Neto. And you do need that, don't you? With the system we play, you need the right wing back. And if we play the two wingers in front of the wing backs as well, uh, they need to combine, so that is a worry. But you can't just blame Samedo for that because Traore, whoever is behind him, he never really has a good relationship with him. But no, but eventually we've got to say how are Wolves playing football. We watched forty-five minutes of Johnny after coming back from doing his ACL, and it looked exactly how you want Wolves to play football. Defended well, linked up with Neto, put balls over the top and in through for Neto to run on to. It was exactly how Wolves he knows the play system, football. Though, he? Down one side of the pitch for forty-five minutes, it was great. Yeah, we didn't score. Fair enough. First game back. But, God, if you had two Johnnies, you'd be brilliant. <laughs> Overprotected, but brilliant. <laughs> um, I want to speak, Harry, just to uh, Dendonka. I want to know how you thought he did. I mean, Sace was on the bench. I guess he's on there literally to make up the numbers. Yeah, uh, I thought Dendonka did okay. I thought he was all right. Um, when we the formation come out, we didn't really know if he was going to be in midfield or defence, did we? I kind of thought he would be in the right centre-back position. He's reliable, isn't he, Dendonka? He hasn't had the best of times of it in midfield in the last few times he has started, but you can rely on him at the back. Cody worries me more than Dendonka, which says a lot. I thought Kilman was solid on the other side. So, yeah, we know what we're going to get from Dendonka. He can have a stinker sometimes, but he's fairly reliable and he did okay, I guess. Is Kilman stepping up enough, Jack, for you? Yeah, I think you can't can't really fault him. I mean, in a, you keep a clean sheet against Leicester, you can't really point that many holes in defence. Because no. you think back, how many really good opportunities did they have? Not, Not many. that many. We had better chances. Not many at Vardy all. should have scored, shouldn't he, really? I, I thought it was in, mm. to be honest. Mm. The Vardy won at the end, and they got, um, they got around the back once, didn't they? But apart from that, I think we had by far the better chances. Even when you think back to like the free kick, Neves has where you should have done better. Things mm. like that, those opportunities, if we take one of those, then I think we can win the game against a team that's you know, fighting for Champions League football. So I think the defence looks a lot better. I was really quite worried when Johnny went off and we brought Hoover on, but he did all yeah. right as well, to be fair. Mm. Yeah, he filled the whole well. You, you could tell, Jack. You could tell he was... Oh, they, they targeted yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not disputing that. I think anyone knows that Johnny would, would, if he's fully fit, will play the full 90 minutes and that'll be his position and that's that. But um, just when, even though I was worried at the, when the change came, I think he, he did all right, Hoover. So... I was very happy with the performance. I was worried that we were going to go back to old ways and just fall apart. And I was, overall, it was a nil-nil, but a nil-nil that I'm really happy Did, with. Did um, any of you think there should have been a red card? Did you see Johnny? I was just about on... to say, do you think there yeah. should have been a red card on Jose? No. 100%. No. It was nasty, that. Definitely a red to me. Straight down the front of his red. leg. God. Mm. Mm. 
If that was his standing leg and he'd have been planted, that could have done all sorts of damage. No VAR um, check either. Just proves how much I, of a fast I, VAR I, is. The ref was also stood three yards away looking at it. I don't think it was, though, because I think it's another classic case of it, it was definitely a booking. It was high, it was late, it's gone down, it scraped his leg. But you're slowing stuff down in slow motion, it looks worse. But the referee was right there in front of it. We, it, we didn't think it was particularly bad at the time. We thought it was probably a yellow card because he was late. Um, but then when we slowed it down, oh, we suddenly look into, oh, is it going to be a red card? And uh, I just, no, I, there's been too much of that in the last week where you're slowing stuff down and then giving red cards for nothing. I mean, look at the West Ham game where that was a joke. I know it's a completely different sort of incident, but uh, so my initial thought was, no, it's not a red card. Yes, it is a foul and a yellow card. And I stand by that. Because the two... Uh, red cards were overturned, weren't they? In the end, Harry, mm. um, the was it the Southampton Suchek. one, and then also the uh, Suchek one. Yeah, well, the, the AR is is not working, then, is it? Exactly. Yeah, and obviously Mike Dean's had to go into hiding because of the abuse he's got. <laughs> but it yeah, it says a lot. The VAR's had an absolute nightmare, hasn't it, the last few weeks, and particularly Mike Dean as well. And we've we've banged on about it so much, haven't we? And they don't. It's just not consistent at all. And that 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 Suchek one mad like he's got like a reputation of never having a red card either hasn't he and to to think that was a red after checking it was mad but thankfully they've done it have you seen it did you see the suit check one? yeah yeah it's just mad <laughs> man the match jack oh pedro neto for the first half and then troy for the second half it's a bit of a, <laughs> bit of a difficult it. one actually um I don't know. Well, let's go with Neto just on the mainly on the first half performance where he was just like unstoppable at times. Neto was brilliant. Johnny had a fantastic forty-five. I thought Traore was very good as well, but it has to be Neto out of the choice out of a lot of them. Harry, is it a full sweep of Pedro Neto's? I was gonna, I was gonna say Samedo just to piss about this. I thought I'm joking. Yeah, Neto, Neto, man. I mean, he nearly, he could nearly turn me. Neto, he's just a wonderful human being. <laughs> A lot of sexual pent-up frustration in this podcast today. Well, it's lockdown. He's, so. he's too young yeah. for you, Harry. Is he not? <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> done. Excellent. Uh, let's turn our attentions to the FA Cup. The away perspective. What have our opponents got to say? Joined in by Mike and Oliver from Saints Prime Podcast. How are you, gents? All good, all good. Yeah, not too bad, thanks. Yeah. Uh, Michael, you are tired from watching the Super Bowl. Are you not aware that the Super Bowl is gay? <laughs> I mean, you you might be way too young for that YouTube reference. I've got, but, um, I'll level you, lads. Went straight on my head. I yeah, don't know where. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot what company was in there. Oh, did did you forget your dinner money today? I don't know why. We, we, we <laughs> I honestly, no idea. No, I'm we'll sorry, call that nine nil to me. Sorry. Oh my god, you're worse than the commentators. I was, I was, <laughs> the commentators. I was going to mention that. Yeah, I was going to mention that because the last time you were on our podcast and we were talking to you, you said that we were due at nine nil, yeah. and you're only a couple of months late. In all fairness, <laughs> at least so the, at least the commentators were. Wait about twenty seconds before they start bringing it up. In our yeah, game. yeah, straight in, <laughs> straight yeah. in with the uh, with the hurt. Get it out of the way. Um, right. Are you looking forward to this one? I mean, it's it's a kind of a dress rehearsal for the Premier League game, but I mean, arguably both games are as important to each other in terms of side seasons. True, it's true. I mean, we had a kind of we. It was weird because we had the exact same thing with Arsenal, where we played them in the cup yeah. and then played them in the league straight after. So. It's kind of a strange one, but we went all out for the FA Cup. Arsenal kind of did a rotated team, we beat them. And then in the league, uh, Arsenal basically played a full strength side and kind of just ran us off the park, basically. So it'd be interesting to see how he plays it because it looks like uh, league 
form is really poor at the moment. So depends which one he, he favours. But I don't know, Mike, do you, do you see him going like all out for cup as well as the league? Or is the I don't league think we ball? really have a choice. I think we've got 10 injuries at the moment to first team players. We've got some coming back, but I don't think we really have a choice of rotating. If, if we're rotating, we're basically playing the under 18s at this point. We're, uh, we don't have a lot of squad depth there. Um, James Ward-Prowse, I think somebody said, has he got the the best right foot since Beckham in terms of English players? Would you agree with that? Uh, it's getting close. I don't know. I think uh, Beckham has put like more free kicks in, but it's like our free kicks are just, it's amazing how like 25, 30 yards out, we're still like, yes, this is, it gets them on target every time and stretches the keeper. Where it just adds that bit of panic and it's just, it's just nice to watch that we've got that. It does mean we don't score many goals in open play. We've it's either corners from like Vestergaard, Warprow's free kicks, or you know like dead ball situations. So actually scoring in play, if you can just not foul us or give away corners, you'll probably actually be all right. But for some reason, yeah, it's free. Everything he hits at the moment is hitting the back of the net. It's brilliant to watch. Harry, any questions? Yeah. So last time we spoke to you, I remember being really worried about the fixture. I'm looking at your form. You've lost the last four in the Premier League. You're 12th, just a few points ahead of us. What's happened? What's happened since the last time we played? Has it all gone down here? What's going on? Uh, injuries. Lots, lots and lots and lots and lots of injuries to key players. I think we basically the entire core of our team was out. Um, mm. And... We just haven't recovered from that since. And then a couple of strange transfers where we were looking to bring in a fullback for the entirety of January and we didn't bring one in. And we've now brought in Minamino, who's another winger that we don't particularly need. He's an added addition. He did play well for the first half against Newcastle, but not something that we really needed. Mm. And with with everyone getting injured and just forms just tailed off, we played rotated sides. We had to play under 18s and then, We've had another nine nil, which was Did you? so oh, yeah. unexpected. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was it was it was so it was so unexpected because it was nothing like how it was doing last time. It sort of led up to a breaking point, but it, we it didn't look like it was going to a breaking point again. And you sort of knew as soon as it hitting six and seven, and then Benderet got sent off. You're thinking it's going to happen again. <laughs> the really insulting so, yeah, thing I, was McTominay was going for ten. <laughs> as well which really hurts because yeah. it's not even at like nine they're like yeah we've equaled it they were going for it for 10 it's uh yeah well, i don't um, know why but we just don't we won't kill a game and just call it quits at like five yeah like uh what was your like thoughts that. on I was going for records that's good what was your thoughts on the controversy <laughs> yeah. of the referee like lee mason and mike dean you actually didn't you request that they never referee your game again and obviously mike dean <laughs> yeah i don't know if that was an official request yeah. but that yeah. was definitely something the club was talking about doing i'm pretty sure wow it's mad. just it's uh, with the instance you can understand why they were given in some sort but then just you get a second look at it and you just think, how can that not be? Like you look at even the Villa penalty and the handball, it struck him on the arm. It's a it's a handball as much as the ball has touched his thigh, hasn't deviated the path whatsoever. And same with going into the Manchester United game. As soon we were lucky with one of the penalties because I did think his foot was on the line. I'm not too sure how it's judged now with penalties. It just feels like sometimes the refs don't even know the rules themselves. And it, it's just frustrating when it, it could have been, as much as this is going to sound really bad, it could have only been seven. It could have only the, been uh, seven. You've and, got to take the positives. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Ollie, 
Uh, I'm asking for a score prediction. <laughs> oh God! Which way? Which game? Uh, <laughs> Both. Um, yeah. I think we'll try and keep it tight for the FA Cup game, and then probably try and. So maybe eight, eight uh, nil. Yeah. Eight yeah. Nil. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd be happy with. I don't know. Uh, it, do, it depends if you want me to go with my heart or my head, but I think it'll be a narrow. I think we might lose in. Would you? And take it you'd rather win the FA Cup game, right, than the league game. You'd rather get through to the quarterfinal, surely. Yeah, maybe it yeah. give the it give the at least the team something to to get up for because it kind mm. of another kind of mid table finish would just kind of it wouldn't keep the players we're trying to keep, and it wouldn't you know like play teams like things like Hassan who's like, at the start of like our really good form, he was like, oh, score some more goals, and we might be able to get Champions League. It's out the window now. Like if we don't do if we don't have a kind of factor to keep these players they will just go like Danny Ings was apparently like on the short list for Man City like he's going to go there any time over us like he's I know we're his boyhood club but you're going to get managed by Pep Guardiola and basically have a pretty easy shot of winning the league he's going to mm. go so I think we've got to try and have an FA Cup run to try and you know keep these players so but yeah unfortunately I just don't see especially with like the returning players we've got now I just don't really see us doing it so I think it would be a narrow I would say 2-1 Wolves I'm I'm going to stay positive we're not going to keep a clean sheet there's no way we're keeping a clean sheet Uh, so (laughs) 2-1 us maybe maybe squeeze a win who knows we we need a win we we really need a win we just need a positive result because (laughs) I I don't think we, we haven't won since the Arsenal game, have we? The FA Cup, and yeah. we haven't won in the league since Liverpool. Tell you so what, just, we'll give you the league win forever. if you give us the FA Cup one. We'll, we'll settle with that. <laughs> we'll take that. We'll take that. Yeah. Okay. Well, look, gents, uh, best of bad luck for the weekend. I hope you yeah. don't win a game this week. <laughs> Hopefully, catch you up, catch up with you later on the season. The away yeah. perspective. What have our opponents got to say? So obviously, a, a little bit of banter, wasn't there, Harry, uh, about the nine nil? Um, seems just as likely that they're going to lose 9-0 as any other result at the moment. Um, Bailey, so I'll start with you, though. Somebody who's always appreciated the Cup, I think through every time you've been asked on the podcast, you've held it in quite high regard, and I guess it's no different now. I think, actually, at the start of the year, I said, fuck the Cup to stay up. But, uh, no, I love it. <laughs> I love the FA Cup. I would, now that we're looking good, we're, we look safe, don't we? Go for it. Play a full-strength team. Sampton have had a wobble. Just, just go and do it and hope we avoid Man City in the next round. Possibly Man United. I think we can get to the semis if we get Tottenham, Everton, Burnley, whoever. Jack, I think the Cup is only a couple of days, isn't it, between then and the league game. So it's, what is it, Thursday night and play at noon on Sunday? Yeah, it's a bit annoying when that happens and you have to play mm. the same team twice in a week. But uh, I, I agree with Dan. I think that... the arguably now that game on Thursday is the biggest game we've got left this season because I can't see us going down now and especially now we've picked up a couple of results that there was always a small doubt at the back of the mind but with the absolute dross that are currently occupying the three relegation spaces means I don't think they're going to catch us they could not catch us now to be honest um so I think we'll be fine from that respect. And if we want to get into Europe and now we've suddenly got players coming back towards the end of the season then the FA Cup is probably our best chance of doing it. So I just want us to throw everything more probably at the game on Thursday than the game on Sunday. I do think when this tends to happen, it's going to be a case of um, that the one team that gets a result in the one game or the other opposite team will get a result in the other. But 
it's also just looking at Southampton with their injury troubles, suspension troubles, whatever. They've let in 12 goals in the last two games. So you know what's going to happen. <laughs> they'll, they'll play us and they'll bloody score 12 in two games or something weird because they reacted <laughs> well to the last 9-0 last season, didn't they? Yeah, it did. But, yeah. Um, so I don't know. I would. I just want us to... Thursday's not the game for messing around and changing the team. I want it to be the full-strength team. So I want Johnny to ideally play 60 minutes if he's got it in him. Um, and a full-strength, please. Yeah, um, I'm with Jack, man. We've got to concentrate on the FA Cup game. We said, didn't we, on the away perspective, you can have the league game, lads. If we if we win the cup game, you can take the uh, the league game. I don't mind losing that one. It's massive, um, the cup one, because I want to... Although we're not going to see it, as we said, I want to uh, I want to see us get to the final and redeem ourselves from the other year. And the league one, I mean, I'd take a draw after we've uh, over the euphoria of smashing them and getting through to the quarterfinals. <laughs> um, Bayliss, we're saying it's the biggest potential game of the season and if we lose, it'll probably just be another cup game that everybody forgets about. Do you think it's the biggest league game of the season in terms of what could happen or is that Albion away? Just about to say, it's, it's probably the sweet, sweet possible revenge of sending them down. Um, but that said, the cup run is what we need to focus on as the positives now rather than some vindictive stab back at the Albion for what they've done to us. So it is, it is very important. I think the whole cup run is and obviously they grow in importance as we go and you, you've got to get past this one to get to the next one, obviously. So it is, as it stands at the moment, this is the most important fixture that's coming up and is going to happen. Jack, did well, you have anything to say? On it, just it just could could go either way, couldn't it, really? this mm-hmm. the, Both of these games, I think they're yeah. quite hard to predict because Southampton started really, really well in the league. They were very impressive. Obviously, it was a draw when we played them earlier in the season and quite a close game. Um, and both both of us, really, have gone off the boil in recent months. I know, obviously, it's said just have had their injury troubles and these sorts of things, but so have we. So it's quite unpredictable, but at the back of my mind, I'm just thinking, throw everything at it, because it would also be hilarious. I said this in the group the other day, if Villa finished seventh and then we win the FA Cup and take the year off them. I think everyone oh. would appreciate that as a bit. Absolutely. You know, that'd be in all fairness, their so, current run, they lost 3-1 to Arsenal. Who were, or, well, that was when Arsenal had a good run. Lost to Villa 1-0, thumped by Man United, but they had 10 men, but then lost to a... Ten man Newcastle, so nine man Newcastle, nine man. Well, late wasn't it? Mm. Last one, yeah. Um, Harry, do you think Nuno needs to maybe have a word with? I'd say it's probably going to be a Dendonka, but also Kilman saying, "Do not, for the love of God, give away any free kicks on the edge of the area," because oh. James Ward-Prowse at the moment is just a, a different kind of player from set pieces. Yeah, we need Neves to be like Ward-Prowse, don't we? He's so clinical. It's a great free kick against Newcastle. Um, yeah, if they get a free kick on the edge of the box, we are going to have... We're going to be twitching like a rabbit's arsehole, aren't we? Or is it a nose? I don't know the saying. But we're going to be scared. They're going to. He's going to put it top bin. So Go and get your just... rabbit. Go and get rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I didn't know that saying. Yeah. If a turtle has flippers, it'd be a tortoise. No, but yeah, Ward-Prowse is one to watch out for. And that big fucker they got at the back. Is it Vendergaard, whatever his name is? I don't you pronounce it. Vestergaard. Yeah. Vestergaard, there we go. Uh, both in my dream team, so I should know that. But yeah, definitely, mate. Got to look out for that. But you never know. We might uh, flip it on its head and Neves might ping one top bin for once off a free kick we get. It's never going to happen. Uh, let's get your <laughs> latest... Oh, no, we didn't do score prediction, did we? Uh, Bayless score prediction. I think it's going to be 2-0 Wolves. Oh, Jack. Like the league. We do the cup game, yeah. So yeah. I'm going to go with... Hopefully we can grind out a 1-0 in the cup. And then we will lose 1-0 in the league. <laughs> uh, Harry? 
yeah, our, our stick what we said on the other podcast on there. 2-0 win in the cup for us, I think, and I think we'll draw 1-1 in the league against them. Take that all day, wouldn't you? Excellent. Let's get your latest betting odds and ticket news. Hi, I'm Kelly, Chris Kamara. You're listening to the 77 Club, and it's unbelievable, Jeff. Hello, betting fans. <laughs> this is quite weird, because I've done these before we started recording, and we've said some things that are of interest that have come up in the betting odds. Sam mm. said it's never going to happen. Ruben never has to score from outside the area. 11-2. to two. Good price, mm. I thought. Keep your money. Um... I fancy 2-0 Wolves. I think Traore is going to get the first one, 60-1. They're good odds, actually. That's not too bad. Neto to score first, Wolves to win 2-1, 80-1. And then a couple of long shots, which I actually quite like the look of one of them. You can guess which one. Uh, A one-all draw in normal time. Nelson Semedo to score the first goal, 195-1. You're not not after that one. But the one I actually think is really good value is Wolves to win 3-1. But Ward Prowse to get the first goal, two hundred and seventy to one. Oh, that is that is good because we we mm. nine times out of ten go one nil down, and yeah. their set pieces are sublime. Uh, Jack, any any ticket news? Any update on that? Uh, Nothing planned anything? Bailey, you you've um, bought quite a lot of tickets to the cricket, haven't you? This year, you've got about nineteen events that you're going to. <laughs> it's not that, cricket, it's not that many, so. but I have got quite a few. Um, none of them are going to go ahead, are they? I've got New no. Zealand in June at Lords. That's got no chance. India at Trent Bridge and Lords, so that's got no chance. Maybe the last one. And Sri Lanka in a one day at the Oval that's June or July that again, no chance. I've I've uh, Harry, have you booked any cricket? Yes, I have. Excellent. Uh, right. <laughs> uh, we'll move on to something else. Hi, I'm Steve Ball, and you're listening to the 77 Club. We do find ourselves talking about referees quite a lot and, and whether they're getting decisions right or wrong or whatever, but I think this week is even more important to talk about the standard of refereeing, not only because call, like red cards have been rescinded, um, but also Mike Dean getting death threats from people and it may not be refereeing this weekend. But does it stem a little bit deeper into the quality of referee that we have. Bayliss, you were actually... A, were you a qualified referee? Were you doing your I think badges I, at some point? What was I the think at situation? one point I was technically a qualified referee. I haven't done it for years. You just get called a... <laughs> for an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's for literally 20. true. I know We've already got the explicit for talking about Johnny's and Willie's all for the start of the pod, so... Um, but you can beep it if you want to. Uh, I don't think it's the standard referee... <laughs> I think the calls that were the red cards that were controversy the week before were actually under the letter of the law correct. So there's nothing, the ref, it's not the referee's fault, it's the rules. And then there's been some silly decisions, but, you know, can it get better? Pro- probably, but there's always going to be human error. What was the, we had an argument, didn't we, on WhatsApp about ex, about the refereeing being shit and was it Seb who said they should get like retired League 2 and League 1 players to referee at the top level? But as you said, mm. Bayliss, all you get done to here is getting called an absolute knob and uh, I think you've got to be a certain type of character to be want to be a referee. Yes, it's good pay at the top level, but to build your way up takes a long time. But as Sam pointed out, maybe League 1 and League 2 players should get fast-tracked and then because they've played the game, they might be a bit better. I think, um, didn't Nigel Pearson call Mike Dean the most arrogant man in the world in a <laughs> post-match press conference? 
I think he did. He, he got did a look a few on years ago, yeah. There, he also called yeah. a journalist an ostrich, so I didn't <laughs> stand on really. Unlike the ostrich, which does have two. Uh, right, Harry. Um, Jack, what do you think should be done? I mean, do they get paid enough? It's one of those, isn't it, where you know you're mixing it with millionaires on the pitch, but you, you probably do, you know, get paid a, a good wage in the realms of the normal person. But do you need to make it an attractive prospect by the amount of money that they get paid? I mean, it's not bad money. I mean, you get fame. If, I, I do agree with Harry that you have to be a certain type of person uh, to want to do it, and probably those certain type of characters are probably not not always best suited you'd say um obviously you do need to be thick-skinned because you're going to get abuse and you're going to have to sort of you know just lap it up or uh, bounce it off or whatever or have this certain air about you but um i think the you know the package is quite good really if you're getting paid what is it 70 80 grand a year and you've got to work for three hours a week i know you've got to travel and stuff as well but But jack um, you don't see the the the, the point i kept trying to make on whatsapp the other day when we were talking about it is the grind on the way up they have to do they start off getting like 20 quid on an under nines game on a saturday morning and they build their way up obviously so i remember when i used to play sunday league and i used to get the the, when i used to be on the bench um every now and then obviously i was a starter i'm joking (laughs) but when i used to do the line i used to get feel so much fucking pressure just doing the line on a Sunday league for men's football. So I'm surprised with your nose. And so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what I'm trying to say is, is the grind they put in to get to the top level, they do deserve that money when they reach the Premier League. But does a player that's just retired, if not fast track, want to go through that grind to uh, potentially be a good referee? I don't think so. So we're going to continue having poor referees. Do you think in the longer term, though, if there are more ex-players refereeing so that eventually you get to into a space where the majority of referees are ex-players, that there'll actually be a little bit more respect amongst everyone? Because Could I be. go, oh, actually, you, you've played at a level, you know what it's like to be no. playing and, and with a referee there. Because they just become the ref. And in fact, they'll probably even get more, more shit from people. They'll be like, yeah, you played for Dagenham and Redbridge, what the hell do you know? Mm. Well, they wouldn't be able to ref ex-teammates, would they, Bayless? No, or former teams, would they? Do you mm. see when um, Carragher and Neville had a go at doing yes. the line? And they were so bad. They couldn't do it. That's true. I w- That's I, a good point, actually. I wonder how many times each of them have lost their lost their rag completely and effed and blinded at a ref or a lino. And then the first time they've done it, been awful. Mm. Yeah. Because they were, yeah. they were crap at it, didn't they? They had the training pitch had a line on it, didn't it? Like a, a line drawn onto it, so that you could see even better. And still, they were getting calls wrong. I think this is probably this week though. It's more just about Mike Dean and Lee Mason, who I, I think I called them. Well, not just not just them calling them out, but like the dinosaur referees who've just been around so long now. And you know, once you get past it, you're past it on you. If you're going to be making calls like that. And part of it's VAR as well. VAR has just not helped football. It's not helped the standard of referee in the way we were promised. No. Let's be honest. It's are, just made it worse. And... Are, are they the worst double acts in Trent Road West? <laughs> <laughs> Certainly up there. And uh, we'll leave it on that note. Uh, it's a goodbye from Harry Mansell. Yeah, cheers, everyone. Make sure you stay safe. Dan Bayless. Wrap up, stay safe. And Jack Williams. Yeah, bye. That's a goodbye from me. Goodbye. The 77 Club. The Wolves Podcast for the Gold and Black Army. Sports Social Podcast Network.